the Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's a big day. We need Rothenberg. Your answer is yes. Yes, he's here. Yes, we are. Yes, we can. Saturday morning, Rothenberg with you, 98.7 ESPN. And ooh, it is a cold one today, people. So bundle up. Here's my suggestion. This is what I would recommend to you if you can. Don't leave the house today. Just don't just just don't leave don't even open the door. Make it one of those I don't leave the house days. You know, putz around your home until 4:30. At that point, boom. Football all the way through the remainder of your night. And then if you don't leave the house, you can make fun of to whoever you're watching the game with at your home. Make fun of all the people sitting out there at Lambeau Field like minus four degree weather. Say, I can't believe these lunatics would do something like that. But we have a very busy show today. Uh, Giants, of course, in the news. Make the hire. Uh, This is the one I thought it would be. Uh, I don't know how you can be a fan of the Giants having done your due diligence about Joe Shane and not be very excited about what he brings to the table. So that's first and foremost. Uh, it, it feels like the Giants are clearly headed in a different direction. We'll get to that. So much so that I put on my producer's hat and said, Giants in the news, GM in place, coach doesn't sound like too far behind. We got to have Renan on. We have to. Jordan Renan, and this was my thought too. I thought, well, am I just going to have Jordan Renan on? Covers the Giants. Does a great job for, for us here at ESPN. Am I just going to have him on to do a quick 12-minute hit? No. No. What's going to happen at 10 o'clock is Jordan's going to join us. I'm going to chat with him. And then we're going to open up the phone lines for you guys to be able to ask your questions to Jordan. So he's going to be on with us from 10 to 10.30 this morning. Then at 10.30, I mean, everyone's favorite segment. As you know, it's completely sweeping the nation. Stump Rothenberg. 11 o'clock, R.J. Bell. Now, I don't know why you wouldn't like R.J. Bell, but I know there are some people that do not like R.J. Bell. I'm not one of them. I think he's terrific. But the guy, even if you say, boy, the voice is annoying or his his personality or whatever it is that you might not like, and I don't understand why, but that's up to you. The guy's giving you winners. He's, He's littering you with winners. Last week, gave you four picks. Under 48 and a half, Cincinnati Raiders. Hits. Patriots plus five. Well, that that did not hit. San Fran plus three. Boom. KC minus seven and a half in the first half. Boom. Three and one. That's money. That's money. That's money. By the way, can we spend a moment on San Francisco plus three against Dallas? I, I know it's six days old, but I mean, how adorable is it that there were there were people out there that thought the Cowboys were gonna were gonna go on this magical run and and go into Green Bay and, and win and down to Tampa and win. And this is the Cowboys season. The Cowboys are, are, if you look up fraud in the dictionary, you will see a picture of the Dallas Cowboys logo. They are the biggest frauds in the NFL. Go through the games of what you saw last week. You can run through all the games. The favorites won every game except one. Which one? The Cowboys. I mean, yeah, Dak Prescott, sure, he's great. This vaunted, incredible defense, yeah, until they get hit in the mouth and they get the the, the football run down their throat, they're great. 
C.D. Lamb. Oh, he's great. What do you have, one catch? Amari Cooper. Phenomenal. Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Stake claim to why you take a running back fourth overall in the draft. Just great. And, and the offensive line. And then, to make matters even, even more delicious, every time they pan the crowd, it's, I mean, how many, did, was everyone in that building crying last week? Every single person? Like, come on. I understand what it's like when your team loses and you get angry and, and, and agitated and all those things. But it, it brings you to tears. To tears. And then you have this one lunatic woman that in a six-point game, four minutes to go with their full complement of timeouts, is already, is already completely broken down in tears. So here's the thing. As a Giants fan, I don't, I haven't had much, right? And I'm sure the Giants fan have to like, wait, we haven't had much, right? You, the team stinks, stinks. But there is that moment that you watch the Cowboys, you think to yourself, oh, wow, all is right in the world for just a moment. And that moment was last Sunday. And San Francisco did everything within their power to give that game away, and they couldn't. So very busy Saturday. one 800 919 Three seven seven six. Now, what do we have to get to? Firstly, some sad news, and these things always happen in threes. And my wife had to had to say this. So, Meatloaf passed away uh, Thursday night into Friday morning, and you, you learn of that. You're like, oh man. And then Louis Anderson passed away yesterday, who was a, one of my favorite comedians at the age of sixty eight. And like, oh my god. And she turns to me and she says, "These things always happen in threes. Who's next?" And the next one was in the sports world, and Really, really sad. I had no idea that he was uh, going through anything. And at 67 years old, Clark Gillies, who, now, as a Rangers fan, see, you know when you're a sports fan and you love your team and you have this, I'll say hate for lack of a better term, this hate for the opposition, but a, a healthy respect for the opposition? See, that was Clark Gillies. He was tough. He was good. He was physical. He was a leader but he played for the team that I disliked intensely. And he was so good. And that team was, you know, the, maybe the last dynasty we've seen. I don't know. We might be in the middle of that now with, with Tampa having won two in a row and being dominant yet again. But Gillies passes away at the age of 67. And, you know, he, he had everything. If you, if Julius Randle, if you, if you open whatever book you're looking at, and there's like a definition of a guy that is running the playbook of, of how to not handle himself as a leader at the moment, it would be Julius Randle. And then you'd open that same playbook, and and what would it look like to to be the leader? It would be Clark Gillies. And very sad, 67. And I know a lot of people see that's right. What's happening now is it's not like not like guys when you were little and they're they're in their 90s. You're like, all right, well, it, it makes sense. 67 is young. 67 is still young. And very, very sad. But certainly we reflect on a great life lived and a, a great hockey career for Clark Gilly. So I wanted to mention that before we got into any of the, the on the field uh, kind of sports. L let's, let's spend three minutes on the Knicks. Three minutes on the Knicks, and then I want to get over to the Giants, and then we'll open up the phone lines to you guys at 1-800-919-3776. I said it yesterday on my show with Rick, and if you don't know, we're on every weekday morning from 5 to 8 here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm going to watch 
I'm not going to be emotionally invested anymore. Why? Because the Knicks stink. Really. Really. I'm not saying they won't wind up in that top 11. If you think top six, you're out of your mind. So could they wind up 7, 8, 9, 10? Yeah, I think there's a chance of that. Could they wind up 13 in the East? I think there's a chance of that. But you lose at home to New Orleans? You you get run out of the building in the second half by New Orleans, who's a lousy basketball team? They are so poorly orchestrated. And my annoyance and anger goes well beyond the players. It goes to the coach who decides, yeah, let, let I don't want to put in a new grouping of guys until we're really out of it, until we're down, say, 25. And then I'll put in the guys that play with energy and passion and, and effort, and they'll cut it down to 10, but it's too little, too late. So I'm annoyed with the players. I'm annoyed with the coach. And, y- you know, it feels like he just he runs free without any blame or anybody saying anything. Leon Rose. That, uh, that is, I mean, what he has done this offseason has been awful. Now, I don't think he had much choice but to sign Julius Randle to the extension. And he did it at a discount, which is almost comical to say, but he did it at a discount. You keep him fine. In what world is signing Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker to be your backcourt a smart idea? Well, that's not Thibodeau. Listen, I don't like Fournier as much as you don't like Fournier, but Fournier wasn't knocking down the door to get here with the Knicks. The Knicks wanted to bring him in. So that has not worked out. And Kemba Walker has not worked out. Now, Walker, you'll, I, I think, will not be here for long, and you'll move past that. Fournier's here. Fournier's going nowhere. So wrap your arms around that one, because that's a bad signing. And Leon Rose, uh, enough of him just walking away scot-free with this. He, they were, uh, Listen, this is New York. They were great last year. They outdistanced anything we thought they could do. And this year it's been a disaster. And you got to call it like you see it. And Julius Randle. And I said it earlier. If, if, there, if there's a, a script of how to not be able to handle New York, he's, he is running it to a T. To a T. Give the fan base the thumbs down. And then when asked what that means, explain it the way he did. That it means the big middle finger to the fans. Go out there and play lousy basketball. Go out there and lose your composure at the drop of a hat. That is Julius Randle. So I I don't, I mean, was he good last year because he was playing for a contract? I don't know. Because there were no fans in the stands? I don't know. But this is not the same guy. And you know what the message would be? Grow up. Grow up. It's enough. Your song and dance. You're going to fight Evan Fournier at the end of the first half the other night? It's embarrassing. You know what? Bench the guy. I know that he's still probably your most talented player. But if he's going to act like that, he can't be on the court. So that that's my couple minutes on the Knicks. If you want to get involved in that, you can. 1-800-919-3776. I want to spend a few moments on the Giants, and then we'll open it up to to whatever you have on your mind here. I don't know how, and I tweeted this yesterday. I don't know how right now you couldn't be excited about what the Giants are doing. All right? Read about Joe Shane. The three finalists for this job, all immensely 
respected. And I've had people say, oh, come on. Stop it. How can you get excited? Because it's the beginning of the change. That's why. Because it's an, an admission of we, we, were, we are incapable on our own of putting our plan into practice. What we believe works does not work. So we have to go outside of our comfort zone. And they've done it. They've done it. Finally, for the first time in forever. It's not someone who learned under the tutelage of someone that was here. It's not someone that has time spent within the Giants organization. For the first time since 1979, the Giants have gone outside their comfort zone. This guy is supposed to be, and I'm not going to sit here and say, oh yeah, I know everything about Joe Shane. But what I did do was when I found out he was going to be the guy, I reached out to a bunch of people, and I heard, I've heard nothing but glowing remarks and reviews on him. So I don't know if they go with Dable. I don't know if they go with Flores. I don't think they go outside of that little duo who both, both want the job. But I think right now, you have to feel as good as you felt about what the Giants are doing in a long, long time. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. So there's a love-hate out there in, in Twitter land and with the listeners and the callers of, of Ty D. Butler. People, lots of people just adore. I think he's, he's the cat's meow. And there are, there's a small faction that doesn't really enjoy the work that he puts forward on the show. But I'm not, I'm not one of those people. I'm a, I'm a fan. And we bring him in every Saturday morning at this very time. We say good morning to the producer of this fine show. Hi, uh, D. Butler, Newhouse School of Communications. Good morning, Ty. David Rothenberg, how are you this morning, my friend? I'm good. I'm well. Thing, things are excellent in my world. I feel moment. pretty good, and I have to admit, about a week ago, I'm, I'm driving home after the show, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about how blessed I am, how fortunate I am to be able to share my Saturday mornings with you. And I mean this from the heart. Like You've given me the opportunity to do something special, and I'm, I'm, I'm very appreciative of it. Is there a butt coming here? No, there's not. Oh, I just want to say that. Wow, that's lovely. It's I, I enjoy this time with you. It's cold outside. It's freezing. It, which, it, I mean, my God, it is freezing outside, huh? Which, by the way, brings me to, like, there are humans out there on this planet who will sit up there and tell you, I love the cold weather. And to me, it's animals. It's, you, you're, it's nefarious. Like a- Animals. Ironically enough, if you are someone who loves the cold weather, there is a special place in hell for you. Wow. I wouldn't go that far. Now, let me ask you this. Jet, jet, I, I know this is hard to, to even I, I, I know where you're going, and you're Jets a bad guy. Jets have a, pl- a home playoff game tonight. Four degrees. Are you going? No, and, and to me— No? No. It's, first of all, it's not even a hard question because what we know about you're a te- football— You're a terrible fan. No. What we know about football in particular is that the viewing experience doesn't get any better than— being in your living room, you get all you get all the angles, replay. You hear the announcers. You don't unless see, you're sitting you see at the, the entire width of the field, though, you, you can't you can't see the play develop from home like you can Listen, at the stadium. The best uh, experience you're gonna get watching a football game is at home. It doesn't make me a bad fan. I'm I'm not a cold weather guy. I, I, there are football. Yeah, but sometimes play- you have to put those things past you. Now let me turn my attention to to Jake. Jake, you're a Giants fan. You were born and raised right. <laughs> but set it up the way you want. Set it up the same, way you set same, it up for me. Hard to question. envision. Hard to envision this happening. Because well, listen, can I ask the man a question? Hard to envision it, Jake. Can I good morning, ask Dave. the man a question? <laughs> good morning. All right. Jo- good morning. <laughs> Four degrees tonight. Yes. 
Giant Stadium. Mm-hmm. You are invited. Your mm-hmm. buddy says, Jake, I got I got two two pretty good tickets, uh, three hundreds, but like forty five yard line. Mm-hmm. You want you want to come with or, or no? So if it's a playoff game, I'm there. You're, but you, if it's a, if it's week seventeen against you know the Washington football team and they're four and twelve, there's no, no way. Uh, come on, what, I mean, what is the math? I thought Ty was all not that all, all intelligent. What, what do you mean if it's four and twelve? Well, I'm saying if it's of an, course you if know it's four I'm and twelve and it's four degrees. But I'm you're saying not if go. it's a playoff game, the I'm there. But if it's was, cold, I'm not going to sit for a pointless ju- game. Stop it, Jake. Okay. The question was tonight. Yes. Playoffs. Mm. Giants Packers. Giant Stadium, four degrees, eight fifteen kickoff. Are you going to that game? I'm there. Are now, you thinking about it? No, I'm there. Thank you. Is Good your answer. is your star wide receiver in that game against the Packers warming up shirtless in four degree <laughs> weather? That's cute. Well, by the way, Odell looked pretty good in the second playoff game. Odell did look pretty good. In his pretty, second. pretty good. He got he got all the jitters and the disaster out in the first one, <laughs> where he was awful. He was terrible. How, how amazing is it, by the way? I know we're all over the place, but that's the beauty of the Saturday show. How amazing is it that all these concerns back in 2016, heading into that game against the Packers, does Eli Manning have anything left? <laughs> Eli goes out there, plays a great game, and Odell <laughs> and the rest of the receiving core are hideous. Well, that game was lost, and I know you're going to remember this, but for the audience, that game was lost on the first drive. The Giants get the ball first. There are three drops on that first drive. It should have had a touchdown. Cruz had a drop, <laughs> and then Beckham had a drop. You should have had a touchdown, oh. and you go out there, and the Packers blow you out. You, um, you know what's funny? I remember watching the game. And we were in, in, in the house prior to this one that we live in now. And Ben was – so Ben's 15 now, so he's, he's – Ten. Ten, right? Maybe even nine. Just just turning ten, I guess. And Alex is little. Alex is like five. And we're watching the game, and they turn to me. And at the end – remember, there was like a Hail Mary at the end of the first half. Yeah. The Packers scored. A little push off for Randall Cobb. And that, and, that, and that was it. Like, we're, right when that was done, you're like, all right, they have no chance to win. And the boy – they turned to me like, Dad, how come you're so upset? And I, I said, because God, you know why, guys? And I said this all the times in my life. I said, you never know when you're going to get back here. Oh, wow. Look how far you've come. Right? I was like, you never know when you're actually going to get back into this kind of a position. Little did I realize that from that game to now, they'd never be above 500. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, that actually leads me to a question I was going to ask you. So yeah. there's a new regime here, and I know you're very happy about very that. Very excited. Very excited. And it is good news. But how long do you give – like, how long – until they – would the Giants have to make the playoffs for that to be a success? I don't like to do that. I think you'll see immediate improvement, like immediate. You're, well, you can't go, go down. Being, you can't go downhill from but here. But they're going to go from being, as I've said, and, and I was ridiculed and then there was an agreement, they've gone from being the laughing stock, and that's what they've been for years and years, the laughing stock of the NFL, and they're going to become capable and competent. And I think you're going to see that immediately. So I don't know that they're going to win nine games this coming year. But they're going to be a team that competes. They're going to be a team that's in the games. They'll probably win six or seven games, and you're going to see that jump. I don't don't want to sit here and say, if they don't make the playoffs in year two of this new regime or or year three, I I would say going into it that by year three. I hope you're right, Dave. They should should probably be a team that's, that's, if not in the playoffs, right there on the verge of the playoffs. Now, now David, David? yes, Uh, sounds great, right? You it sounds like you are fully entrenched and you know emotionally you're, you're fully back engaged, there fully with the GM. Yes, uh, all the the likelihood, uh, every, all signs point to you know Dable or Quinn or or, or Brian Flores as your head coach. So yes. either way, you're gonna like that. 
My only question for you, though, is this, and, and it might be the most important question uh, of the offseason. Who's your quarterback? Uh, Daniel Jones, I think for this year, they'll, they'll bring in a competent backup, and I think it'll be Jones and this competent backup will fight for that job. Does I Daniel think. Jones get a second contract with the Giants? No. So you're going to go into the second year of this regime looking for a quarterback? I believe so, yes. And despite all of that, today you still feel as good as you do? Yeah, I feel I feel great because I think you have the proper guys making the decisions of who, who is that next quarterback going to and be. And you do realize how tough it is to find a, a functional franchise quarterback. Like, very difficult. The, the Browns thought they had it with Baker Very, Mayfield. very. I mean, and you know what the, the amazing Raiders thing is? thought they had it with Carr. Like, it's tough. Look, look at the teams that sit here now. Our first game is Cincinnati against Tennessee. Does Cincinnati, Cincinnati have the franchise yes, quarterback? They do. I don't love Tannehill, but he's he's pretty good, right? That's more coaching than anything. Vrabel has been excellent. He's probably he's, a coach. But he's still pretty good. Yes, he's not bad. He's he's pretty good. He's, he's a pretty game good. He's not he's not franchise quarterback level, but he's pretty good. Yeah. And then the night game, I, I think it's fair to say Aaron Rodgers. He's he's franchise, right? Yeah, he's pretty good. And Garoppolo, we know he's not, and we know that they've already have that next piece in in place. But he's he's okay. Yeah. And then and then tomorrow. <laughs> Right? I mean, Stafford, franchise. Yes. Brady, I think you can say franchise. Might and then be the okay. two. So, of the, of the eight teams remaining, six without hesitation have franchise. Tannehill is seven. And Garoppolo, who's pretty good, is eight. And You're in, right. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anything in this league. And to your point, I know you, you, know, you, you love that it happened, but had the team that was supposed to win last week with the Cowboys. Advance it would be seven of the eighteen believing that they had their franchise quarterback. Yeah, but he's such a fraud. <laughs> I, no, I mean, I mean, but I, you I, get I the point. You get the point. And told no, no, no. But listen, had Dak Prescott gone out there and given you twenty five of twenty nine for two seventy and three touchdowns and had a great game, I wouldn't be able to say a word. I'd have to sit here and and fall on the sword and tell you that Prescott's a he's a really really good quarterback. But he didn't. He stunk. Dak Prescott stunk last week. And it was glorious. It's amazing because I'm, I'm watching that game unfold. And the first thing I thought about after it ended, there are two people I absolutely need to hear from tomorrow. Obviously, number one is Stephen A. And I believe First Take had their highest ratings ever. Not, not only that, he was trending on Twitter immediately after. Well, because how did it work out for him? You know, unfortunately, he had the COVID situation. It was very scary, as he detailed on, on the show. So was out for a couple of weeks. Thank God he's okay. He comes back the first days after the Cowboys had that kind of game. The second person I thought about was was Dave. I've got to listen to Dave go at Ray Santiago oh, on Monday it, morning. And it, it, was, it was it was so glorious. fun. It was because he's all he he quoted that this not even the Niners. He's like, I want the Packers. He, he, he said it to this. me. Yes, he said it to me. He said I want the and he told me like, I want the Packers in Green Bay. I'm not scared of them. They should have been terrified of everybody. Said, They're frauds. I said, Ray, no, you don't want the Packers. You don't even want the Niners. They didn't want the Packers. They didn't want the Niners. They didn't want anybody. <laughs> They're an embarrassment. That's oh, a, it's so good. It was good. a great open for you, man. That was that was lovely. Your oh, morning show's all, doing well. This because... has been a good week for me. A very, very good week. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. We know that Leslie Frazier is today. Jeremy Fowler is reporting. This is hot off the press. Giants are expected to interview defensive coordinator Patrick Graham for their head coaching position per a source. Graham interviewed in last year's cycle gets an in-house look this year. So we will see. I would be 
somewhat surprised if Graham were to get the job, but I know they like him. I know they are high on Patrick Graham. So Flora's going to interview. Graham going to interview. Dable has. Frazier um, will today. So that's four that we know of, and then I'm sure there'll be more, and Jordan will fill us in on that in uh, just a couple of moments. one 800 919 Seven six Emmanuel in Flushing. Emmanuel, you're next up on ninety eight seven ESPN. Uh, good morning, Dave. How are you doing? Good morning, Emmanuel. I'm I'm doing well, thank you. Really, really good, man. Um, I actually like what you said about um, that 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 hockey player, and it also like like advice to your transformation. Listen, man. I, I hope the Knicks will turn around this season, but Julius Randle to me. He needs to grow up. If he doesn't grow up, it, it, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna go. And and I know that people will bring up the point guard situation, but I always ask myself, like with the Knicks, what type of point guard do the Knicks really need? A point guard, that uh, a good I mean, one, that, that type. Emmanuel, I can't hear you, great. So I'm gonna let you go. But thanks for the call. They need a legitimate point guard. What kind? A, a good one. The Aaron Fox, I mean, there's a million guys. You know, you know it just, and, and last night's just another case in point. There's nothing they did wrong. But, of course, John Morant goes two and you pick three. And R.J. Barrett's a nice player, but he's not John Morant. He's not even close to John Morant. 1-800-919-3776. You see Morant last night? First of all, they're winning games without him. You see what he did last night? Like 38 points, six rebounds, six assists. He is the, the, the gem of that draft. I mean, Zion can't even get himself on the court. And R.J. Barrett's an, a nice player who is in year three, who you watch him and you're excited by, and then you watch him and he's, he's underwhelming. Uh, by the way, are you with me that, that we can put to rest the Knicks for the, a top six seed? Yeah, Brooklyn, who has another great win last night. Um, Harden goes for a triple-double. So they're 29-16. and 16. Chicago's half a game back. Miami then 29 and 17, Milwaukee Fort 29 and 19, Cleveland 27 and 19, and Philly 26 and 19. All right, so so the top six, worst record, 26 and 19. Followed by Charlotte, mind you, who's 26 and 20. Then it's Toronto, 22 and 21, Washington 500 at 23 and 23, Boston 23 and 24, and then the Knicks at 11 at 22 and 24. And don't look now. Atlanta right behind the Knicks at 20 and 25. So one game in the loss column back. So forget about six. But like I I said yesterday, and I'll say it again to you guys here, I'll watch the Knicks. I am not falling into that trap again of they have a great comeback and they come back from 17 and they beat whoever, and now all of a sudden get excited about the Knicks. you, You can do it. I'm not doing that again. I know what the Knicks are. They're 22 and 24. They've played 46 games this year. They are a average, average team. They are the definition of average. And what scares me is, have you seen the schedule coming up for the Knicks? Th- this was the easy run through their schedule. They have the Clippers tomorrow at Cleveland, at Miami, at Milwaukee, Sacramento. That's not easy. And then you flip to February, Memphis at the Lakers, at Utah, at Denver, at Golden State, at Portland. And now you're to Valentine's Day. And are you out of the running by that point? I hope not. Maybe so. Brian, Long Island. Brian, you're on 98.7, bud. 
Hey, Dave, first time caller. Uh, uh, well, welcome I'm in, just... Brian. Thanks for making the call. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Know, I appreciate it. It's been a long time coming, but I listen to you guys every morning. I, uh, I'm i just furious with Randall and the Knicks. Let me tell you, I watch every game since I was five years old. I'm a 34-year-old man. Mm-hmm. And it, it, the thing is with Randall, it's, it's not that he's missing shots or threes or turnovers. It's the effort. It's the lack of leadership. I mean, you ever see Randall at the bottom of the rim? He's, he's getting the rebound. He's stealing it from his teammates because he's a fat suffer. I'm tired of this guy. He doesn't have it for the – he does not have the heart to be a Nick leader, I'm telling you. They need yeah, but, but here, here's the thing that's so weird, this dynamic, is that if we would have had the same conversation seven months ago, Brian, you would have said he's exactly what we need. He's a leader. He's a great clubhouse guy. He's a winner. He's capable. And, yes, you're right. This has been a very bad first half of the season for oh, Julius Randle. It's it's so bad. And, you know, one thing that just stuck out to me, the Pelicans game, not that team doesn't doesn't belong on the same court as the Knicks, but they brought it. And that point, Belong- back Brian, they, they from, led, from they so led the got, game. And thanks for the came call. came out of nowhere. Thanks for the call. I appreciate you, you, you jumping in on, for the first time ever on this Saturday morning. They don't deserve to be on the same court. They crushed you. They destroyed you. And it's this and this has got Thibodeau players, whoever you want to blame. It's the same crap all the time. You come out of the gates and you're down ten, and then you fight your way back, and then you go into the locker room, and then you come out at halftime and you have nothing and you get run out of the building. Or 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 an eight point lead is now gone. Or a three-point deficit is now 14. I mean, it's all the time with this team. All the time. And it is exhausting. And it is frustrating. And I am done with it. Tyler in Connecticut. Tyler, you're on 98.7. Hey, Dave. Good morning. Great show, bud. Thanks. Uh, hey, can you imagine John Moran playing in the garden every single oh, night? Don't, uh, that it, no, don't do off. that. Hey, watching uh, this clown Julius Randle every night, and that's what he is. He's a clown, and it's not because what he does on the court. That's embarrassing enough. It's off the court. It's not talking to the media. This is New York City, buddy. You have a responsibility as the leader of the team. We don't give enough credit to Carmelo Anthony was here. I can't believe in 2022 I'm saying this. Carmelo Anthony never shied away. He always answered the call. If you remember back 2017, 2016, the Guardian 20, 22,000 people chanting, um, trade Carmelo. Carmelo never once gave a thumbs down. He never gave the FU to the New York fans. No, and, and nor should you. And, and you're right. Thanks for the call. And Derek Jeter never did it. And Giancarlo Stanton never did it. And Eli Manning never did it. And when, when you are capable, and Mark Messier never did it, when you are capable and you are, and you are good in New York, see, Julius Randle wasn't complaining last year. Right? Last season, there was no, oh, I don't like this and I won't talk to the media. You can't be that guy. That when things are going great, oh, oh, I want to soak it in. And when things are going poorly, now I won't talk? And how the Knicks perpetuate this is beyond me. You know what, Julius? Part of your deal is you talk after a game, win or loss. Not where you can hide behind us and we'll pay the fine. No, go out there and address the media. You want to be short? Fine. You want to be curt? Fine. You want to give give answers that are, are not – listen, I think just go out there and be a man about it. Well, what happened? You were 1-9. You got frustrated in the first half. What happened? Give us an honest answer. That's all New York fans want. 
is honesty. That's it. Be honest with us. I was terrible tonight. I've got to be better. I can't go after my teammates when I get frustrated in a moment. But you know what, guys? I am so desperate to help this organization win that I lost my composure. Boom, done, move on. He can't do it. Where's Julius Randle? He's not going to speak to the media tonight. Yeah, because that's going to end well. I mean, do you, do you really think tomorrow at 1 o'clock in the Garden against the Clippers that he now gets the benefit of the doubt or he starts out 1 of 4 and the boos ring down again? And then what? He doesn't speak to the media again? It's childish. And this is the leader? This is the franchise player? Spike in St. Pete. Good morning, Spike. Good morning, my friend. I'm going to be real quick and, and enjoy the football today. Uh, you said it all, but I'm going to expand real quickly. I've watched 5,000 basketball games, function of my age. I've never, ever, ever seen a player win back a crowd. I'll go back uh, to 87, Patrick Ewing post tonight. I was there. Unforgivable. I won't go into the details. What Julius Randle did, unforgivable. And I've had people tell me, well, if he gets hot and has a good game, too late, pal. We all were wrong last year. The definition of aberration, uh, aberration should have his picture next to it. Not only is his body language bad, not only does he moan after every call. Everything. And start Spike, he, he, uh, of anybody that I watch in the NBA, no one takes worse shots consistently than Julius right, I'll leave you with this. Dave, here's a stat. You just nailed it on the head. They have a, 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 a statistic that says bad shots taken, the top 100 players. He's right at the top of that list. He's also right at the top of the list of holding the ball and throwing his callings as a hand grenade to a guy with two seconds left on the shot clock. I'll watch, but I'm not invested. And I think that's the way. That's what I've done. I'll watch. I'll watch tomorrow, one o'clock. I'm all in. I'll watch. And when they somehow embarrass themselves, you know what? That's kind of what I expect now. Let's go quickly to Laura in Connecticut. Good morning, Laura. You're on 98.7. Good morning. I'm a first-time caller and a long-time listener. Um, it's thank you for taking my call. You're very welcome. I want to say first. I just want to say, first of all, I am a Jets fan. I was born bleeding green, and I will always go to a live game. Always, always, always. I love football. I love live sports. I don't care if it's swimming, golf, football, baseball, but you always go to a game four degrees, four below, anytime. So if you guys ever have a Jets ticket and that's the situation and he won't take it, I'll go. Nice. Look at Laura. I mean, and thanks for the call, word. That's a that's also. a fan, Ty. She's a fan. I mean, she she went right after you. Yeah, but I don't I, I don't understand how it makes you less of a fan because you want to be more comfortable watching the game. No, I I, I think uh, for, listen. Why do you, you have to me, be there? If you told me Jets are four and eleven, and you can go and sit out there in one degree, and you don't want to do that, I I completely agree with that. But you told me. You could go to a game tonight where you can impact things and actually. Make How can noise. I impact things? What am I with going your, to with do? With your noise, with your voice, stop with your throat. It. Yeah, stop absolutely. It with my throat. It, it's it, come on, stop it. It's eleven uh, on eleven. You, you, you know you, what? You, th- you think I, you, know, you don't think there's a home field advantage? 
with me? I'm talking about just me. Yeah, not, not, I think you go and you you okay. are full throated and you are loud. Yes, well, absolutely. But the point is, Dave, if everyone had the mindset Ty has, it, then there'd no be one nobody would there. Go. Exactly. There'd be no, there'd be there'd be an empty stadium, an empty frigid stadium. Listen, Ty. I don't know if we want to talk about me being full throated, but um, listen, if if the Jets are in the Super Bowl, that's different. Oh, so that oh, I like different. it. So you'll pick and choose. You're Julius sure. Rand- You're the Julius Randall of sports fans. I'll when pick- it's convenient for you, you'll do your media in New York. We here, and when it's not, you know what? I'll Hunt, pay the fine. This is the second time in three weeks, by the way, that you've compared me to Julius Randall. Well, if the shoe fits. Listen, I mean, Julius Randall, all NBA last year, all star, most improved player. I don't know if that's a compliment or a diss to the guy that who now I, I believe in eight of the last nine games hasn't spoken to the media. Yeah, he doesn't want any part of the New York media, which I, I, I think if you have to say how does that, that'll end well, right? Like that, that's going to end really well. Uh, making, well, making an enemy out of the New York At least media. you just okay. gave him an extension for $120 million. Yeah, well, you got Russell Westbrook. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. Many have tried. Some have succeeded. Not all that many. Stump Rothenberg, 9870 ESPN, brought to you by Slomans. Ty, before we even start, before we even take that first question, What's our standing so far for this year? So far on the year, you are 24 and 6. And you were remiss in asking this. The first time we received a Stump Rothenberg call today, 9 12. <laughs> no. Which is not what you want. 9 12. Can I be honest, Dave? Yeah. Real quick? It's a little we, frustrating. We really appreciate the honesty you bring to the show. It's a, it's a little frustrating. Like, I get it. It's a fascinating segment. As we like to say, it's sweeping the nation. Yeah. You do a tremendous job. Trivia is your thing. But we got to know the rule. We, we have this conversation every week. If you're a listener of the show, you can't call before 10 o'clock. We, we really want you to be here 10 10 10, 10 15. 9 12 is just an absurdity. If we, if, if we open the phone lines at midnight, and said, you are guaranteed to get on if you call from this moment forward. At what point do you think the phone lines would start to, to ring? At midnight. <laughs> At midnight. A full ten and a half hours before we do the segment. I'd say about like 12-12. It's an absurdity to call it 9-12, so let's not do that. Well, but you we know what? Love I'm you not going to let you sit here and talk down to the people. <laughs> not talking down. I love it, talk but come down on, guys. To the people. Um, all right, are you ready to go here? Let's do it, baby. Now, Jake, will you be involved in Stump Rothenberg today? You know I will. I'm going yeah. for the three, Pete. Call me Jordan. Oh, God. Call him in the Bronx. Call him. Lead us off. You're on Stump Rothenberg. What's up, Dave? So, my question is who has the best touchdown to interception ratio? That is no longer in the NFL. Uh, this is career? Yes. This is career. And this is regular season or, or postseason? Uh, believe regular. Yes, regular Wait, season. you believe regular season? That's no yes, yes. longer I just, I in the NFL. I had to look at it. How about, yes, how about no Colin longer, Kaepernick? But, 
How did you know that, Dave? It's too easy for you. Okay. You're wowed by that, Ty. I, I could I could sense that. That yeah. wowed you. Didn't it? It did. Um, because I tried to guess that one. I nailed the first three. You know, Rodgers, Mahomes, and, and Russell Wilson. And then Brady, at one through four. We talked those, about this those last are, week. Those are, that's child's those, play, Yeah, though. but those are easy. We talked about that last week. And I couldn't think of a guy who had retired. Uh, but, yeah, Colin Carey. That's a sensational job right here. Well, there you go. All right, let's continue. Will in Chappaqua. Will, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey there, Dave. How's it going? Good, Will. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Dave, you ever think about doing Stump but like a frenzy? Just people get on, ask their question. I know it's a little ironic that I ask. Um, I mean, we, we do the best we can. Sometimes it takes a little time to think of the answers, but you, you mean just Fair not enough. say hello? Just, just not, not, not with the, the salutations of hello, how are you? Yeah, like you get on and you say, who's the leader? Yeah, in I, no, I don't, I, I like that. I like that. There's a little, little, you know, you, you, you get to know the person a little bit. So no, I, I, I don't enough. think we're going to well, go in that direction. I won't, I won't chew up your clock any longer. There's okay. uh there's five colleges that have produced a U.S. president and a starting Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Three of them are Navy, Michigan, Stanford. Can you give me the other two? Now, Ty, we had this question, I believe it was it was last week, yes? Oh, no. Wait, yeah. this same question? It, it, it's Miami and Delaware would be the answers, right? I don't think it was this same question. Is that the answer, Miami yeah. and Delaware? Yeah, yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was that question. Was it? It might have been on the weekday show because we didn't have that last no, Saturday. We didn't have that. We did not. Okay. Well, I think we had it on the weekday uh, episode of Stump Rothenberg. So that's two and zero. Yeah, that, we didn't have that last weekend. Okay. Well, uh, listen, I can't keep it straight, but we had it at some point. I knew the answer. I think it's a great question. By I the like way. the honesty, Dave. Though you could have just you know said it, the right answer and just got away with it, but I'm well, nothing we respect if not it. honest. Or you nothing could have struggled your way into it, knowing you knew the answer already, just so people could you know. No, I want to be honest it. with you guys. This this looks concerning to me, but we're going to take the call. Luke in Connecticut. Luke, you're on Stump Rothenberg. <laughs> What's up, Dave? This is the only stump that counts, the Saturday one. Uh, can I ask a quick question to oh, the resident ESPN you know, sports psychiatrist? Uh, make it um, very quick. I'm an Indian. Yeah, it's quick. Indian fans, they change. You know, I'm an Indian fan. They change Guardians, their names as Guardians. Right. Am I allowed to switch? I'm not feeling Guardians. No, you switch your team? Yeah, I no. can't get behind Guardians. No, 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 no. That's terrible. Now, what's your question? What an awful question. What, what's your what's your stump Rothenberg? All right, I was just asking. No, no stop all right, it. cool. One, all right. What was the first rap slash hip hop song to win an Academy Award? Rap hip hop song to win an Academy Award. Yep. I mean, you should know this. I should. So you know this, so, uh, dude. I'm a hip hop fan. I don't know if you know that it's the first one, but you definitely yeah. should know that. So it think, I don't know if I'm thinking the right. I'm thinking Eminem, because that movie was really good, and I know that he had the song "Lose Yourself." But could is that the first did you you knew this right away did i know the answer to this question yeah i didn't know that it was the first but i knew that it had done it accomplished that feat that'll be my guess but i don't i don't know if it's right because i can't think of anything else 
Come on. Yeah, no. you got it. I got it? Nice. So you knew that that was easy for you, huh? Yeah, I'm a hip-hop fan. You know this, Dave. How often we talk about Jay-Z on the I show? Know, you know I, I love know hip -hop. that you love hip-hop. I didn't know that you knew the answer to that. That was big for that was big for the culture. I like I like that movie, by the way. Rabbit, right? That was his name in the movie? B yes, B-Rabbit. Yeah. Uh, that's 3-0, yes? You don't have vomit on your sweater. No, I have a lot of toothpaste on my shirt, though, <laughs> to be to be completely honest. Um, you know, baby. Yeah, let's go to Parker in Brooklyn. Parker, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hello. Um, who is the only Olympic medalist ever to win a Nobel Prize? Ooh. This got to be a long time ago. Did you know this one, Ty? Uh, I, I, I'm not even going to waste the time. I don't know. I, I would say the it's got to be a long time ago, but I, I'm not sure of the answer. The answer is Philip Noel Baker was a silver medalist in the 1,500-meter run in the Olympics, and he later won the Nobel Peace Prize for his work in disarmament. Philip Noel Baker? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right, let's put him on hold. Haven't we banned him from Stump Rothenberg in the past, by the way? Ty, I think we have. I think we should again. But he'll, today we'll give him his, his chance at the second round. All right, Jake, before you start whining, as typically happens, um, you're up. Dave, what's with – come on. Why do you have to, you know, introduce me like that? I thought we were good buddies. We are good buddies. All right. You typically whine when, when I don't give you so the So I go a whole so year to... of 2021 without being able to stump you, and I stump you two weeks in a row, and all of a sudden I'm a bad guy. Is that what well, happened? You know what? I'm, I'm a little frustrated. <laughs> all right. I feel you. Well, we'll see if you can get back on track, but I'm trying to stump you three weeks in a row. Where so. are you going here? What's your top? So until the Super Bowl, I'm going to just stick with football trivia okay. questions. My question for you today, which United States city – has hosted the most Super Bowls. I think it's Miami or New Orleans, but then could it be L.A.? Well, it's got to be one of those three. It's not New Jersey, I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, no, I know that. I think it's, oh, God, I think it's Miami. Is that your final answer? Hang on a second. I'm thinking. So it's either I'm trying to run through the Super Bowls in my head. Yeah, I, I, it was always Miami, and I don't think that's changed. So I'll, I'll I think L.A. is three. New Orleans has hosted, I think, ten. I'm going to go with Miami, and I feel pretty confident of that answer. Well, Dave, you know I'm going for that three-peat, and I was feeling pretty good. But unfortunately for me, you got it right, my yes. friend. Very well done. It is All indeed right, we Miami. Shot you right down, <laughs> you man. shot me right down. But hopefully I can start a new winning streak. Miami is the correct answer. They have hosted 11 of the Super Bowls, and New Orleans was right behind with 10. So you got pretty much both, but Miami just ahead with 11. Well I done, think Dave. That brings us to 4-1, and one, yes? 4-1. and one. And by the way, yeah. bad job by you, Dave. Uh, he was going to qualify for the Daily Double because you annoyed him so much. He, he hung up. Parker. Well, I don't care. I don't like him. <laughs> Tell him how you really feel. I, I, I mean, he called, and, and I've told you I don't like him, and he calls, and he, I mean, it's, it's a ridiculous question. And let me just say one thing really quick. Um, 
you got to be nicer to Jake. Jake loves you, man. He comes in today and he's like, I feel bad. You know, Dave's got. I came in early too for your hockey show, and that's how you repay me. I adore Jake. He's like, I feel feel bad. I've I've stumped him two weeks in a row. He's almost rooting for you. He's not tanking the segment. The questions are really good. It's not that. He's rooting for you. Let me say this. I said, I've stumped Dave twice in a row, and although he said they're good questions, I feel like I'm doing something wrong because you get so many questions right that when I stump you, what what was your record going into this week? Twenty four and six. Yeah. When I'm two of the six losses, I'm like, am is it me? Am I doing something wrong? Well, you know what? You asked a question this week and I got it right. So, so you're, can you're, we move on, yes, please? Yes, you can. All right, Cole and Jackson. Cole, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, how you? Good, Cole. Go ahead. Okay, so this past season. Uh, Washington had their first thousand yard rusher in Antonio Gibson and first thousand yard receiver in Terry McLaurin for the first year since 2014. Who is the running back and who is the receiver from 2014 that got over a thousand yards? Who is the running back that? So that was RG3's team. Wow, that was the first thing I said to him when I was trying to figure this out. So the running back would have to be from Florida Atlantic, I believe. Alfred Morris. You would be right on the running back. It is Alfred Morris. Who also has the franchise rushing record for us, not many people know, in his rookie season. Okay, and now receiving. Who was on that team? Was that Deshaun Jackson? I think it was. I think Jordan Reed was also on that team, but it's not going to be Jordan Reed. I th- oh god, is it Deshaun? Is it Garcon? Oh, it's one of those two. I'll go Deshaun, and I like fifty-five. Per- I'm I'm a hundred percent confident it's one of those two, but I'm fifty-five percent that it's Deshaun. That's my final answer. Okay. So it is Deshaun Jackson, and it's funny. Because I saw the stat myself the other day. I actually thought it was Garcon, too. And what's crazy is Deshaun had, like, it was something like 50 catches or something like that on the season. So the average of his catches that year were, you know, as usual, bomb plays. But yep. uh, way to go, Dave. All right. Thank Have you. A great weekend. Thank you very much. Really All right. So what, what? that's five and one? Five and one. So if not for that little Weasley guy that called in, and, and <laughs> why do you gotta continue? To I don't like him. Shots at the poor man. I don't listen. I don't like him. I don't. I don't like his questions. I don't like his his attitude. I don't care for him. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> so that's it. When he call, and you know, and, and you know what he's done in the past. He, he changes his name. He's Parker. Then he's like Steve. Then he's Fred. Then he's Frank. I don't <laughs> like Lawrence that guy. Taylor! That's Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> he's never called in his LT. And we are back at five and one first round stump Rothenberg. Um, let's continue along. Chris, who's always a worthy opponent in Beth Page. Chris, you're on stump Rothenberg. Dave, as always, I appreciate that. Um, Dave, I'll tell you something. I was going to ask an Islanders question in honor of Clark Gillies uh, dying, but Ty thought it was too tough or he didn't like it, so he nixed it. Then I was going to ask you a Nobel Prize. That was my backup question. <laughs> but now that guy Parker just asked yeah, you one. Yeah, well, his, and you his phenomenal question. Well, what? What? You know what? Stand yeah. on your own two feet, Chris. What's your question today? 
All right. I got. I stumbled upon a third one. I hope you like this. Okay. 1939 had two classic movies, Gone with the Wind and Wizard of Oz, right? Mm-hmm. All-time classics. They were directed by the same person. Who's that director? God, I know this question. I know this. Um... Oh my God! This is gonna drive me crazy. Um. Oh God! It's uh. Oh God. Now I I don't know. Gone with the Wind is the other one you said. Gone with the Wind. Yep. Yeah. See, I, I don't know who directed box. Gone with the Wind, but you say it's the same guy. And and same um, guy. Amazing. Amazing. Um. Oh God. I can just give you his last name. Yeah, I'll accept it. That's fine. God, what is his last name? I know this too. This is gonna. If I don't get this, this will this will ruin my day. Is it Fleming? I'll give it to you, Dave. Victor Fleming. Victor. Yeah, that's right then. Victor Fleming. Victor Fleming. There you go. All right. And I don't think he he lived much after. Um, directing those movies. Now, I didn't know that he did Gone with the Wind, but Wizard of Oz I knew. All right. Uh, what is that, 6-1, to Ty? I'm concerned, Dave. Why? Could you go on Jeopardy and be asked a question and only give the last name and get it Absolutely. correctly? That's what they do. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's go to Dwayne in Jersey. Dwayne is on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. All right. This is an NFL question. Okay. Yes, there are only two players in the NFL to score a touchdown six different ways. Uh, the first is uh, Bill Dudley, Hall of Famer from the Steelers. Can you name the other player? Is it Dion? I thought I had you. It is Dion Ted. Yeah. Because I remember that he completed that, I think in a, it might have been in a postseason game, right? With a, so, so, yeah, so it's returns, it's defensive, it's rushing, it's receiving. So there you go. That's, that's I mean, we are rolling today. That's seven and one. Seven and one? Uh, yeah. let's, let's go to Dave in Queens. Dave, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. Dave, thanks. Thanks, Slomans. And um, it's funny. I think that guy, did you think they get burner burner phones to call you so they don't recognize the number to do stuff? Yeah, but you know Ty's I mean? going to be on high alert moving forward. It's crazy, man. I bet you they buy burners for that. That's funny. Um, listen, the first NFL Hall of Famer drafted in the 21st century. All right, so 21st century is now. Uh, I, no, this, this is going to take me forever. Um... Decent question. Ty, do you know this? I know it now. He gave the answer to me. It would have taken right. me days to figure this out. Um, I guess you just go backwards. Yeah, but I got to think it's a guy that's probably like a 2005 guy. Yeah, but you go backwards on these Hall of Fame classes. These like recent inductions. Yeah, so That's the only be... hint I'll give you. No, I don't need a hint. It's just, it's just, this is the kind of question that takes time. Um, 
Right, so, I mean, I guess you think of the most recent draft classes, right? No, it's, 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 it can't be. It's so I got to think of like a 2000, 2001, 2002. Dr Michael Vick's not in the hall. Oh. How about LaDainian Tomlinson? That's your answer? Confirmed? No. That's a tough question. I mean, it's got it's got to be like right there, right? Like the, the 2002 NFL draft class, but Hall of Famers, Tomlinson. I mean, you just tell me final answer. And I, I, un I understand the, how I understand how it works. No, because you could trick somebody sometimes, and we can get you know we don't you know we don't, we want to hear no, you I, say final answer. I understand. Sir. Now, Julius Peppers, who I imagine will be, is not in the hall because he just retired. That's that next draft. I don't not Dwight Freeney. I mean, this could take me all day. I think I would eventually get it, but for, for lack of uh, wasting the entirety of the rest of the show, I'm going to go LaDainian Tomlinson. Final, Final answer? answer? Final answer. You got it again, brother yes! man. <laughs> yes. He tried to trick me there, Todd. You see that? He did. Wow. All right. So so that, that wraps up uh, round one, yes? It does. We're up against the clock, so we got to go uh, quick. What are we at? Eight here. and one? We are at nine and one. Sir. Nine and one? Niner. Niner wow. and one. Good so we Lord, have a chance to go right. 14 and one. I would not count my chickens before they hatch, but no? what I will say is that you've never gotten a college question incorrect <laughs> uh, that I've delivered to you. So you okay. ready? Let's go last night to uh, a little Net Spurs action. DeJounte Murray. I don't know that I know DeJounte Murray. Triple double last night. Yeah, he's a nice player. Ninth triple uh, double of the did season. Did he play for one Lorenzo Romar in Washington? That would be correct. Look at you. <laughs> Ye of little faith. Cameron Payne. See, see, I think he's Murray State, but then I get confused if he's in fact Murray State. Some of them just they blend together. They're blending. It's not a but I do blendage. believe he's Murray State. You don't get paid to believe, you get paid to know. And is that your final answer? Yeah. Your final answer would be correct. Murray State. Right. Wow. It's sad, but this guy's actually been the last three weeks of the year. The second best player on the Lakers. His name is Stanley Johnson. Where did he go? Is he Arizona? I think that's where he went. I'll go Arizona. And you would be correct. Because they're not immediate, and they're taking thought. So I'm impressed with what you're doing today. Gerald Wallace. He's an SEC guy. He might he's, be. No, I know he's an SEC guy. And he's either, I know he's getting confused, Alabama or Mississippi State. But I think he's Alabama. Final answer. That final answer is the correct one. <laughs> Alabama. And to finish off 14-1, as you predicted, we will end with another guy we watched last night. A little Bulls-Bucks action. Drew Holiday. Is he a UCLA guy? I think so. We'll go UCLA. I mean, what happens on this show 
can be admired, can't be duplicated. You are correct. 14 and 1. 14 and 1. 14 and 1. Did you see the guy, by the way? Stump Rothamer brought to you by Slomans, backed by popular demand. Slomans and their free home security system and free doorbell camera with professional installation offer. It's back. The Sloman Shield. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME and get your free Sloman Shield home security system. That's 1-800-ALARM-ME. This guy was so proud of himself. He put out a video. He knew where every postseason quarterback went to college. And it, like, made the rounds of, like, this guy's very good. Could you imagine we broadcasted this segment where we're doing, you know, NBA players and skill position players in, in the NFL? No. Just, just I think, quarterbacks? I think people would just, like, like, where did Aaron Rodgers? He's like, Cal, I know that one. It's like, wow. That's a <laughs> job by this gentleman. Where did yeah. Brady go to? Oh, why? Mich- Michigan. I'm going to go with oh, Michigan. My. Yeah, oh, that would be my, that'll be my answer. He, and then they asked him, like, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's like, I even know Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, he was, he was so proud of himself. Um, all right. And you laugh at stuff like that, right? Well, yeah, because that's, that's for, like, the common person. That, that's, I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, man. 14-1. Yeah. Good job, Dave. I'll take it. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's time for a frenzy. <laughs> a football frenzy. You could say that 10,000 times and it still up. wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. A football frenzy. Any team, any player, any question. Uh, you know how it works. Rothenberg and Bell with you, 98.7 ESPN. Right to it. No salutations. No love the show. I love the way RJ, you know, uh, acted in ballers. None of it. You get right Dave, can, to your Can I question. make a suggestion? Yeah. Maybe we should add a rule when I'm on, which is you can't ask for a bunch of picks. Yeah, I, I like that, especially your, your pick of the week. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, because it's, it's – it's Right, because we're saving one- that for later. I, I think it's fair. So avoid what is your favorite play of the week. Be creative in your question. Yeah. Let me ask you Let me ask you a couple on Twitter. See, I like this one. Young TC, Packers Niners, does he like over under the 48? See, that's exactly what I don't like. Really? They, it's like I'm like the girl that they all they will do is pay attention that I'm so attractive. You really are. I mean, though. I have a, a, a personality. I want to I want to dig deeper than being really? world class at picking. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Bert seventy nine seventy nine over under eighty five and a half yards for Derrick Henry. <sighs> nothing about my me. Nothing about my life. Um, I like under. <laughs> I like under because I think his usage is going to be a question. I think, let's just say this, there's two possibilities with Henry. One is he's 100% and everything's fine and it's a miracle and the plate in his foot doesn't matter and thus that over sounds fine. The other is he's less than 100%. He's going to be used as a quasi-decoy and he's still valuable because he'll get 12 carries or whatever. But he's mostly a decoy. But if he only gets 12 carries, under 85 is a great bet. So I would say one of my better bets of the week would be under with Henry. Uh, Santi54 wants to know, do you ever feel guilty in stealing from the buffet? From the buffet? No, because it's not stealing, first of all. And you know what? They throw that food away anyway. Oh, you found a loophole in the buffet system out there in Vegas. All right, let's go. What what I do is I put aluminum foil... This is before things You're like turned an around. old Pardon. woman in Miami. <laughs> <laughs>
What do you do? Uh, tell, tell me, tell me the genius that is you. Uh, oh, what, what do well, you do? This, this, this is a true story, actually, and it's oh only ten God. seconds. Is uh, a girl I dated, actually, a girl I moved out here with like twenty plus years ago. You know, long done. Yeah. She had a kind of a hard scrabbled upbringing. They would her her parents would bring her to the buffet, her, her sisters, and say, "That's it. This is it for the rest of the day." So this was like, let's say, in the morning. They brought foil, put it in their pockets so they could put, like, chicken and stuff in the pockets of their shirts or of their uh, coats so they would have dinner. That's a sad story. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, and, and what a shock. It didn't work out, that relationship. All right. True story. Luca oh, Brasi. Wonderful. Here we go. Fran and Massapequa. Fran, you're on the frenzy. Can you guarantee me that the greatest host, guest host in ESPN history will be back next year to pleasure our ears? Oh, see, this is what you're looking for, isn't it? You're looking for... I mean, listen, for... Fran, Fran gets his weekly check for me. It's true. But, I mean, listen, it doesn't mean it's not true. Hey, Dave, wherever you go, I, I go. You tell me it. where to be and I'll be there. All right, John Staten Island. John, you going to butter up RJ? you got a legitimate question. You're on the frenzy. I'm going to butter them up. Okay, uh, who's going to be? Who's going to have the better running game out of the Packers and the and the Forty uh, ers It's a good question. That's a good question. It is, it is for sure because, but I think he's. I think there's an implicit answer there, which is it's not as obvious a, a mismatch as it seems. And remember, when they when they drafted Dylan Green Bay, that there was a sense of oh they're going backwards. You know, and, and, and they need to, you know, and, and the fact that they got bigger and physical, I think has really served them well. So I would say uh, it's probably still 49ers, but by such a small margin, it's why I like Greenback. Dan Brooklyn. Dan, frenzy, go. Hey, I wanted to know. Yeah, that's a terrible job. We're not, we're not looking for Hayes. I mean, we're postseason frenzy. You got to be better. Joe Lindbrook. Joe, you're on the frenzy. Which QB is going to have the most passing yards this weekend? Uh, RJ, you you'd have to assume it would be um, it would be in that Buffalo Kansas City game, right? Yes, yes, because especially if one gets a lead. I mean, boy, you want to talk about a recipe here because you can profile these teams and say, okay, who can get a lead? Who can come back from a deficit? And oftentimes, there's a team like a Tennessee. Yeah, they could, but boy, if they fall down twenty-one. You know, you've you got to feel pretty bad about it. Right? You're going to feel bad in any case, but they're not coming back. Casey, Buffalo, either of those fall down teams fall down twenty-one. Are you really that sure they're out of it? Which means they keep throwing, keep racking up stats. So yeah, I, I would say that's the obvious answer. But but I think the legitimate, the team that doesn't, I think, and I think there's three teams here, if not four playing this weekend that sits on the ball and this will kind of be a segue to you know our analysis on the games but the rams they get a lead they tend to sit on take the air out of the ball tampa bay certainly does that right and then green bay does that and san fran to an extent so when i mean look at that dallas game it felt more like a 90s game it felt like the tampa bay new england game kicking field goals you know more field goals more punts so, in, in, in general, I think it's interesting that Casey Buffalo keeps trying to extend their lead, but, but some of the NFC teams, not so much. Let's go one more, and then we'll break and come back and get your big three picks of the week. Brian and Bergen. Brian, have at it. 
after San Fran beats Green Bay, how long before AA runs in Denver? Uh, so he, he's he's a, a Niners fan. I don't like that calling. It's silly. I, I don't. If, if he demands his way out of Green Bay, I think that would be a monumental mistake. Well, I think that Green Bay supporting him during or seemingly the franchise. And I'm I'm only saying seemingly because I don't know exactly what went on on the inside. But it seems like the, the franchise supported him during some you know some PR issues for sure, and that plus that it's proven out. The front office is drafted well with another good season because Rodgers contributed, but everyone else played well too. I think whatever his argument was a year ago, it, it has gotten a lot less convincing. Thus, I think that may affect his opinion, but it also would affect how much the public would be accepting of him wanting to leave. So I think his, it allowed him staying go way up. All right. Now, typically we would break, but Ty not paying much attention at all to the clock says, I have a question. So, Ty, before we do break, what would your question so be? So, I just thought about this. Who would a win be bigger for this weekend? Matt Stafford beating Brady in the Bucks, the defending champions, or Josh Allen beating Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs this weekend? All right. So, I'll go first, and then RJ will go, and I think we'll have differing answers. I would say Stafford because, they're, I mean, he's 13 years in. Right, the, the the clock is ticking on Matthew Stafford to win these playoff games. Yeah, I have to imagine Josh Allen's gonna have a long storied career. So I will say bigger if Stafford gets the win. Now what I find fascinating about this question is it's the flip side of the question that we asked on our show Friday, which is who has the most at stake if they that's lose? Ro- that's Rogers. Yeah. I, I agree. But I think number two on that list is Josh Allen. I think coming, I think is if Josh Allen loses and they are an underdog in this game on the road, is this season will be a failure by uh, of I don't want to say epic proportions, but a major failure. Because last year they went to the AFC final conference finals and lost against KC. So this year go to the division round and lose against the same team that you spent the entire off season focused on to try to beat would be a huge loss. But I think it would be a huge win, too. So I think the highest leverage, and I think if Green Bay wins, there's no real upside to Rodgers' legacy. He's got to win the next week. If he makes the Super Bowl, even if they lose, he's done something, I think. But if they win this week, Green Bay, and lose next week, it's a disaster for Rodgers' rep. So I think you're right. Rodgers has the most at risk, but I think uh, the Bills are right behind. And I think they have the most to gain, the Bills, this week. I don't think Green Bay has much to gain. All right, even though the question was about Matthew Stafford, you just created your own there. No, I mean, to me, Stafford got the monkey off his back last. I think if he loses, he lost to Tom Brady on the road. I don't think it's any negative to Stafford. I think the fact that if they won last week was getting the monkey off the back for Stafford. All right, and there you have it. That is what we call the frenzy. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN.